Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Eager works for Sumer Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric was with PFF for a long time. We've had him on the show many times. In fact, Eric, as I was uh, teasing your appearance earlier on the show, the last time you were on with me, you said, which I didn't necessarily disagree with, but many did, you said, look, Sam Howell's a high-end backup quarterback uh, in the NFL. And at the time, he was actually playing well. Um, I think the rest of the season uh, certainly helped uh, your position out uh, more than those that disagreed with you. Eric is with us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Uh, Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So I, I wanted to a- ask you, you know, Sumer Sports, you you did with Thomas Dimitrov, longtime NFL general manager. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope and wish you the, the, the best and hopefully it's going well. 
I'm curious as to what your reaction was to the Adam Peters hiring here as the GM. Yeah, it was to me, you know, you know, back in my time with PFF, we worked a lot with the 49ers and, you know, we, you know, we have some, you know, uh, the, the found, one of the co-founders of, of Sumer Sports, uh, Jack Jones, he was an intern with the Niners. So, you know, there's some familiarity with the 49ers, uh, you know, front office, Quasi Adapo Mensa, of course, you know, the Vikings GM, yep. he spent some time there. So this has been a front office, uh, Kevin, that has done a really good job of placing people, right? Rand Carthon's now the GM of the Titans. Uh, you know, you have uh, D'Amico Ryans, who very well may be uh, the coach of the year. He, uh, you know, was there prior to going to Houston. Um, you know, it's a very, if you're going to pluck somebody from a, an organization, the 49ers is the place to go. And what I really like about that system, you know, what I really like about what they've done is, They've been competitive, despite the fact that they haven't been all that lucky, if that makes sense. You can look at Brock Purdy and say, oh, you know, that's a lucky pick. But they traded up for Trey Lance. They took a big swing after, you know, failing in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, you know, three, four years ago. And that didn't work. And yet, because they get seven comp picks last year, because, you know, they draft high at premium positions like defensive end, like, you know, they, they go after Trent Williams when, you know, his market is at the very lowest. Their roster is pretty resilient. It's pretty well-stocked. Oh, they're always seeming to buy players at the right time. And so, you know, it's not a – it doesn't necessarily mean that he's the architect or that he's the one that's pushing all those buttons. But when I look at that front office with the 49ers, they seem to do an awful lot of really good things. And when I look at guys that have that have left, you know, Quasi Adapo Mens has done some really good things in Minnesota. You know, Rand Carthon, I think, uh, has started some. You know, I think the Will Levis pick, for example, is a pretty good pick by the Titans. Um, I, I think that, that that bodes well for Adam Peters and his future in Washington. Uh, by the way, Trent Williams may have been at his lowest value, but they were also negotiating with, let's just call it, a limited intelligence partner uh, in yeah. Washington um, who had pretty much uh, been duped and fleeced in almost every deal that they had done for 20 years. You know, in looking at the the Viking situation, and I, I know that you follow this closely because this is where you're based, I think, still, he is not drafted well. Well, Quasey's first draft certainly didn't go well, right? Because he took over, and that first draft they traded back from 12 and got Lewis seen at 32. He does not start. Uh, he actually doesn't, isn't even active. Doesn't even play, fact, right? No, that first draft is not great. But you look at the second draft, uh, Addison was a 900-yard receiver yep. the first round of this year. <laughs> Ivan Pace Jr. is an all-rookie team. He was an undrafted player True. this past year out of Cincinnati. Uh, Mackay Blackman's a nickel guy um, that, that, that does well. And, you know, they traded for TJ Hawkinson, who's a two-time all-pro tight end for them. Uh, you know, so he's done a pretty good job in that regard. Um, but, yeah, and, and, again, it speaks to that point. Like, the in the NFL – like, the, and, and my boss is this way too. Thomas had the Julio Jones trade. He had the Matt Ryan draft pick. He also had some stinkers, right? And, you know, the draft is about kind of smoothing it out and, and taking the good with the bad. And, the, you know, the reason, for example, you know, it didn't work out for Atlanta, you know, Atlanta at the end is that, you know, the errors kind of happened in streaks, right? And 
I think what, what Minnesota has shown with, with Quasey and, and, and what the Niners have shown with Peters and Lynch and, and those guys is, you know, the ups and downs kind of happen, but, you know, the, the bets that they've made have kind of hedged each other off, if that makes sense, right? You have Garoppolo to hedge against Lance, Purdy to hedge against Garoppolo to hedge against Lance, and again, like I think about even this right now, right? You're going to have Sam Howell to hedge against, in all likelihood, Drake May, right? And that, to me, is a, is a pretty nice place to be in, right? And and I think that that's, uh, I think a cornerstone part of why the Niners are always kind of in the mix on weekends like this. Yeah, I think that the Niners conversation, and I don't want to get bogged down in this because I really want to get into Washington with you more than anything else. But um, we've talked about this a little bit this week. It's like, look, the, the I love Kyle. I, I love I love Mike. I still talk to Mike every once in a while. You know, based on his time here, and he was and still is a great guy. I I just wonder if they were to get bounced on Sunday night. You know, it it comes down to. They just haven't evaluated the quarterback and made good decisions as it relates to quarterback because they've certainly had the best roster. Yeah, I, I've said this on every show that I've been on this week. Their their team, when you look at point spreads and bats and stuff, no team in the NFL is more de- – no, no point spread moves more quickly with injuries to non-quarterbacks than the Niners do, right? Debo, well, I think Kelsey was the biggest mover, but are you saying Debo's the second biggest mover? Or well, Trent? Kelsey was Kelsey was a big one for the Chiefs for sure. But like when you look at, you know, no team falls off the face of the earth more quickly with non quarterback injuries like the Niners do, right? You their yeah. mid season swing yeah. with Trent Williams, Debo, George Kittle, right? Whenever he and and it's because there's sort of this arrogance and I and I do think I would caution the next Washington coach, whether that be Ben Johnson or whomever to, I would caution them when you take, like it is about the quarterback in the NFL. And that is the biggest mistake that Kyle Shanahan has made in his career. And the, and you know, and I caution to say that they did go up and try to get Trey Lance. They did try to change that. And because of the record we saw in green Bay, they are one in 30, you know, or whatever when trailing he, they do know that they're, they they're overcoming something that is a flaw in their team design, which is that they're built around their skill position players who by the very nature of the sport get injured more often. And they leave that non elite quarterback quarterback out to dry more than they should. And that's why they never reach the pinnacle that they should because the other teams are just more impervious to injuries like Kansas city, like, you know, Baltimore, like even, even Buffalo, which I know has some of the same problems, but like, I, I do think that that's a, a, a lesson to be learned for Washington as they, you know, transition here into their new regime, which is to say it is all about the quarterback. It's great to build a great roster around, you know, like I said, either Drake May or whomever ends up being that pick. It is great to build a great roster around it, but make no mistake. It's all about the quarterback in the NFL because as good as George Kittle is, as good as Derwin James is, as good as all these unicorn players, Kyle Hamilton in the NFL, they get injured, and all of a sudden your scheme is nowhere near as good as we thought it is. And that's why this is like the funniest thing ever, Kevin. From 2011 to – or actually 2015 to now, the Niners have either lost 10 or more games or they've made the conference championship in every single year, right? right? That that is – that shows how – 
you know, thresholdy, right, to, to kind of Malcolm Gladwell this, it, that, that roster construction is. Yeah, I, no, no doubt. And it'll just be, you know, as you were mentioning, you know, the, the durability and the absence of some of those players. And we know that stretch where they were killing everybody, then they lost three in a row. Um, and then obviously they were in trouble without Debo on Saturday night. Um, these players are, I mean, Trent Williams is 35 or 36 years old. Uh, these guys have had, I mean, McCaffrey's been injured before, Kittle's been injured before, Debo now a lot. I'm not going to suggest that this great roster, you know, is you know is getting too long in the tooth and the window's closing. But I think this is a big couple of weeks here for the 49ers organization. They got to oh, deliver yeah, one I, somehow. Oh yeah, I'm doing prep for Super Bowl Radio Row, and 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 you know, obviously, I think the two favorites, you know, is are the Ravens and Niners, and I think that that game, right? If it if it goes the other way, right? If it's Lions Chiefs, you're kind of like, oh, this is fun because. You know, both teams are kind of, you know, on their ascension in a different way. Chiefs are a young team. They've already won a couple. The Lions are a young team. They'll be here for a while. When you look at the roster construction for these two teams, you know, the Ravens, but especially the Niners, when you look at this, you know, cap space, the Niners have to make some really tough decisions. Yeah. You know, they're, they're over the cap by $3 million. And after you add in, you know, having to fill out the rest of the roster, it's more like $12 million. And then when you look at offensive line after Trent Williams, they're not actually elite. Uh, and you look at the defensive secondary after, you know, Traverius Ward and Talahona Nufango, who's out for the year, they're not particularly good there. They lost, you know, Emmanuel Mosley and they lost, uh, you know, Akello Witherspoon and, and Jimmy Ward to the Houston Texans. Like this is not going to be, you know, this, like you said, like, you know, trading all those picks for Lance, trading all those picks for McCaffrey and only getting compensatory picks back. Like eventually that high end talent is going to dissipate. So even though I sung their praises at the beginning, like it does come at a cost when you, when you leverage and, and, and go all in for the Super Bowl. the, the, the bill does become due at some point. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Washington specifically. You've already weighed in on the Adam Peters hire. Uh, do, do you expect Washington to hire Ben Johnson? And, and is that the right direction for them to go in? I I do. Um, and I, I do. I, I think, you know, Johnson, you know, just a process oriented guy. You know, I have a few you know, friends in the building in Detroit. And from what I can tell, just a very conscientious, like just as a person, right. And, and this has been an organization, as you know, that has been marred in, in personal dysfunction, right. At, at times, you know, where yep. people are, you know, no treat people well. And this is a guy who's, his parents are math teachers, right. And he, you know, from a process oriented standpoint, it's just, you know, conscientious and process oriented and, and aggressive and uses his players to the fullest of their extent. And, you know, when you look at like David Montgomery, you know, at the end there for the bears, like he looked pretty washed up and, and he looked like his career was over comes here to Detroit and he looks like a great running back again. You know, uh, Josh Reynolds didn't look like much of a player. There wasn't really much of a market for him in free agency, Tennessee and, 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 and comes to Detroit and he's picking up, huge yards in playoff games for them. Uh, you go through the line there. Jared Goff, of course, was a cast off that, that Sean McVay, one of the best coaches in the NFL, couldn't wait to get rid of. And now all of a sudden he's leading a team to the conference championship game again. I think that he's going to be able to elevate the play of those around him. Now there's questions about how he's going to be able to lead as a head coach, but 
you know, he has a great example of Dan Campbell uh, in, in Detroit, who I think has done a great job there. Building a staff will be will be interesting. Um, building the roster, I think, will obviously be interesting. But, you know, Detroit has also laid the blueprint there. I mean, Detroit, you know, they, they've gotten here to, you know, 14 and 6, but they got there through 3 and 13 and 1. Uh, and, and that'll probably be the mode in which Washington does it as well. And, and I think that, uh, you know, he's probably the right man for that job. All right, so the next big decision after that, as we talk to Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, is what to do at number two. Let's just assume that Caleb Williams goes one to Chicago. Is that a fair assumption at this point? Do you, do you think that happens? Yeah, I think, I think the markets right now, and, and, and know that they're not that yep. liquid, but like the markets have Williams at minus 1,200. So, you know, yeah, it, it's a fair assumption to assume he's going first. And I would, I would assume, given the analytical approach that Josh Harris and Eugene Shannon and them Well, Eric was, Eric's breaking up. We can't lose him because he was about to get to what they're going to do at number two. So let's try to reestablish that connection. Eric, are you there? Yes, Kevin, can you hear me now? I got you now. Okay, so based on the analytical approach that Adam Peters, what? Eugene Shannon company will take, Washington will go to who at two? To whom? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I just think that they'll stick at two and take the next best guy, and I think the next best guy is very clearly Drake May. Why is he very clearly the the next best? Well, and and you know, in my personal opinion, just from scouting them myself and kind of looking at some of the numbers, I actually don't think the gap is particularly big. I think when you look at you know the next best guy in many people's mocks is Jaden Daniels. The one thing, and you know. This is going to be harped on. Jaden Daniels' issue is he doesn't avoid sacks particularly well. He has a you know a, a sack you know pressure to sack ratio closer to thirty percent in his college career through Arizona State and LSU. Which you know when as you're building a team, it's going to be hard to develop as a quarterback if you're on the ground a lot, as we saw with Sam Howell this year. Um, May and Williams are closer to that fifteen to twenty percent, which is workable. And May is a very, you know, I, there are not as many highlight plays that are going to be on Twitter or SportsCenter, but when you watch his tape, he has every bit the movement skills that Caleb Williams has. And when you watch, you know, for example, C.J. Stroud, who was tremendous this year for Houston, I see a similar release, which is that quick kind of decision to ball leaving his hand. Not particularly, it doesn't take very long. And so, you know, he didn't have a lot of people surrounding him at, at North Carolina. So I think the numbers aren't going to be as, as gaudy at times, but I think he's going to be a pretty big prize for the Washington commanders. On the pressure to sack percentage for Jaden Daniels, uh, is it possible that the explanation is it was a one read and then create, go do something, um, maybe two reads in Brian Kelly's system? Or do you think it was what we saw with Sam Howell this year, which it was, you know, some of it was processing with Sam. Some of it may have been size, being able to see it. Um, why do you think it was high with him? I, I think it's a little bit of that, but that that's... A little bit of point. which? The Brian, the Brian Kelly, we're going one, two, and then get after it, create a play. I believe so, but the time to throw doesn't really support that, though. Like, if you look at his time to throw uh, numbers in college, 
Last year was 2.91. Average is roughly like 2.6, 2.7. You'd like to be, you know, so 2.91 last year, 2.94. And then what kind of like, you know, is interesting is 3.07 at Arizona State in his final year, um, which, you know, again, so he's kind of holding it a long time too. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's worrisome at times. Now he did drop. So his, his penultimate year, pressure to sack ratio is 31%. It did drop to 21% last year. So there was a little bit better and he was, you know, able to escape a little bit more. So there were, was certainly improvement. And obviously that offense got a lot better. I just get a little bit worried about that. And to me, it's also a age is another big deal for me, for him, right? Because when, when you're, when we make excuses about the kind of college offenses he's in, we also have to remember that like, those are those crucial years age wise where, you know, you bring a younger guy in and like he gets to use those years get to be used at the NFL level, you know, getting NFL reps, if that makes sense. Uh, who's Drake Mays comp NFL comp. Oh, um, that's a, that's a good. I, it's I all right. Kinda, if you don't I, have I, one that comes to mind right away. Of, I mean, I, I said a little bit of Stroud, but like, I think, I said a little bit of Stroud. Um, like, I would say like a more, yeah, like a, a cross between Stroud and Mayfield, but like more close, closer to Stroud. We take that. Um, your optimal control during this conversation was outstanding. Uh, that's an inside joke based on something that Eric tweeted out uh you're great appreciate the time as always hope all is well best of luck with sumer sports follow eric on twitter at eric eager underscore i'll talk to you soon hey thanks for having me take care yep uh up next uh steven specter who covers the chiefs and works for a kansas city radio station all sports was on my podcast yesterday said a lot of interesting things about the chiefs and then got into eric Bieniemy a little bit uh, you'll hear that next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 